12-sided stories is for mature audiences and often deals with topics that may be difficult for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Episode 7 of Unquiet Blood Hellfire, a game of Vampire 5e. I'm your GM, Mac Beauvais, and I have some players with me. Let's start with Wes. Hi, I'm Wes Otis, and I'm playing Simon Vance, a Notesferatu who is trying to figure out the best way to climb the corporate nightclub ladder. Hello, I am playing Tricks pool and uh, she, well, uh, she just, she's got some mommy issues. Hello, I am Pooja, and I'm playing Malice, whose fishing expedition with Blanca seems to have turned up a big one. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle, and I am playing Blanca Santos, and she, uh, you know, she's trying to make sure that she's providing added value to the club with her services. <laughs> Before we start, please consider supporting the show through Patreon or on coffee.com spelled K-O-F-I. Now, on with the show. Uh, Speaking of the club, let's do a quick recap. So of note in the past here, we had the murder of Jillian Soros, uh, that was former Camarilla and a informant of Trix's, who seems to have been killed by her mother as some sort of warning. There was some discussion, though, about what the end game is here, and you all decided to do some more digging and actually team up for once and find out why Niven wants Rafi dead. And there was a ploy done where Simon is distracting sort of the the management and giving them some of the information of what's going on, while the rest of the team broke into Rafi's office to get some information. And the information turned up on his computer is a number of emails from a person named Dahlia Rosier. And that's where we're going to kick off this episode. So, Simon, you're having this conversation with Rafi and Josiah. And do you give them any more info about the Crypt Club, except for the fact that you know it exists and it might be a problem? Do you give any names or any further info? Not really. I don't want to show our hand completely yet until we get even more info than we have right now. So I think I'll just kind of play the card of like, hey, this thing has popped up. We think it's going to be an issue. Say, you know, we're obviously not enforcers of any kind, so I'm not sure how you'll want us to proceed with this, but, you know, just let Josiah know and then we'll go from there. And Rafi kind of looks at you dismissively because, I mean, you're Simon. Uh, Right. (laughs) And... Gets up from the table very quickly. 
and says, I, I need to take care of some things. I'll circle back to the team. Let everyone know, though, that we need to be vigilant and eyes and ears need to be open. Of course. And he steps away. Meanwhile, the rest of our merry band of vampires are currently in Rafi's office. And I know that, Blanca, you had your heightened senses going. You start to hear the sound of somebody approaching the office. They're still a ways off, but you you know you're low on time. We got to go now. Someone's on their way. I have that uh, iPad with the camera feeds on it. Can I see exactly where he is and anticipate how much time? He's on the approach and he is walking very swiftly. You need to get out of there pretty quick or have a very interesting story to tell. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. I shoot. I am guilty of, okay. We figured out the code. I remember, I can't remember if I like took info or whatever down, but I'm going to just like take a picture of the screen that's up right there with the iPad. I'm going to shut it down as well as I can. And can I do a roll about it with uh, cover-ups? And something else, just to really, I want to ensure I didn't fuck up and leave any trace. I think that's a great idea. Let's do, um, we cover, cover-ups is under subterfuge, a word I can say after 12 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Since you know that he's coming, let's do a composure and subterfuge roll. Okay. And it, difficulty is sixes, but I'm looking for two successes. Ooh, all right, all right. Just because you're in a hurry to get this all done. I think that's fair. <laughs> totally. I get to do five in this case. All right. And please, two successes. That's all I need. All right. I have one nine and ooh, oh, one eight. I thought okay. I might have failed. Well, you didn't. You're able to cover your tracks and get everything ready to go so that you can slip out of the office relatively quick. And I'm assuming everybody boo-boos out of there and locks the door behind? Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's a clean and silent flying down the halls in the dead of night. And I will also activate my silence of death just to be that much more silent. Fair enough. And do you go in the opposite direction of Rafi or are you guys moving quickly away from him? I don't know if you want to have an interaction or not. I don't. I don't either. We would go the other way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, just checking. Yeah, though fair, yeah. Whoever has best charisma, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can all sidetrack down the hallway away from his direction pretty easily. Skedaddling. I want to see on the feed as we're briskly going away. Can I see exactly when he's in his uh, office? Uh, You can see him approaching when he goes in and he still has that very flustered, consternated look that he's been sporting lately. Lets himself into his office and slams the door behind him. Uh, Jess, I know vampires don't usually sweat, but I'm definitely rearranging some eyebrow hairs and uh, (laughs) I'm like, okay. Uh, I guess we can take a look at this in my office. If, uh, you guys want to come along? Yeah, let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Is anyone going to alert Simon? Or Simon, where are you going? I would imagine that I would have looped back towards the security office anyway to see how everything went. 
Fair enough. Yeah, and Stuart just conveniently finishes his quote-unquote coffee break as you all show up, and he doesn't do anything more than just nod at Trix that, you know, he has your back, but is not going to get more involved than necessary. I nod back. Smart man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, if everyone is actually here and no surprises i'm gonna head over to i guess my station let's look at the photos and their contained environment first on the uh, on the device i guess i'll be like everyone come near i'll cast uh the image on like a bigger screen (laughs) this is two in the weeds baby anyway i should have it up we can all see at least the the photos i was able to take of the computer screen so i I was able to figure out, I guess, yeah, just the name. So you would have the name and you would have like, like it would be on any email screen where you've got the subject line. So you've got basically one email system's worth of like, you know, logging into like a Gmail kind of thing. And you've got, uh, most of them seem pretty innocuous. They seem to be check-ins about the club they're very like it's just work emails yeah mostly benign but there is one that has got a flagged exclamation mark next to it and i wasn't expecting you to take a photo of the emails (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm like what's the actual subject no that's totally fine I, i wanted to just confirm that i was able to decode one of the emails but i didn't take a picture of it I was able to only take a picture of, like, the inbox, essentially, inbox view. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, I just wanted to verify. Yeah, I figured you took a picture of the inbox because you didn't really have a lot of time to dig in further into the emails. Yes. And so Dahlia, I wrote Rosé. Rosea? R- Rosier. Rosier. Yeah, R-O-S-I-E-R. Anyway, there is one flagged email and it's got a like little red exclamation point next to it. And the subject line is just hellfire competition. Hmm. Alrighty. Shit. Well, that's fine. But also shit. I should have opened it. Not enough time. Damn it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to share my knowledge fully for once uh, with everyone uh, and just be like, yeah, this woman, Dahlia is happening there. There's these emails. I'll relay. I disperse all that information. And I guess, no, I, I mean, I guess right now it's just, let's glean what uh, Simon was able to do. Uh, and if they caught on to him, <laughs> I'm definitely nervous about that. Uh, no, they, uh, I did the chain of command thing. I told Josiah about it. Josiah then pulled in Rafi. And so... Uh, right now, Josiah's kind of the, you know, contact person that's right above us that gives us a little bit of uh, shielding from the upper management. We don't want to go above people's heads because then we will look like we're trying to make moves or something. But they know about the club, but that's it. I told them that the club was there, that they followed me on on social media and that I don't have any other information really on them. And I asked whether or not they were going to use their enforcers because I don't necessarily think any of us want to be the hit squad if they decide to send people in. So I was like, you know, hey, 
social media guy here, not really an enforcer. But we'll see where they go. It, it definitely upset Rafi. So he's on alert now. If we make moves ourselves, we need to, as always, be careful. Well, good job, Simon. Hey, Trix, your phone buzzes with a text message. And it's an unknown number. But the text message says, time to come home, little girl. Do they see it? Well, it depends, I guess. Your iPad is a company iPad, right? And you don't have it linked to your personal account? (laughs) No, no. Well, then, yeah, it's just on your cell phone. Okay, yeah. If it was your personal iPad, then it might bloop a text message up onto the big screen where you're projecting everything. But I'll be kind and say that that's not the case. Fuck. (laughs) I block the number immediately, even though I know that's not going to do much. And I just, I silence my phone for now. Didn't turn it off because other people might need to call me. But uh, that is pissing me off a lot now but i'm going to try to focus on just this meeting stuff first and hope another dead body doesn't show up incredible incredible logic all right (laughs) i had a just a really quick game question thingy um how do you make ghouls uh so ghouls you basically feed them your blood over a certain amount of time and certain amount of blood and that in turn ghouls them and then you are you have to do upkeep with them or you have to give them blood on a consistent basis or else they go a little crazy banana pants how long does the process take is it a long thing depends on how interesting the prospect is that you are offering for plot reasons because as you know i like to play fast and loose with the rules and if it's going to be entertaining then i was just thinking it'd be kind of cool to ghoul a private investigator Mm. i mean you're welcome to try or at least get them under your will to at least get started okay yeah no i'm i'm fine with being flexible on that if you've got something interesting to do with it because there's like a whole technical thing about how you do it and i don't care (laughs) (laughs) story trumps rules yeah And remember, whatever the process, it has to involve fun because we know ghouls just. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Stop. And that's the end of episode seven and this series and 12 Sided Stories for forever. I had What? What? So I I say to Trix, I go, "Um, Trixie, just speaking of enforcement, I know we're not enforcers, but you know that we may end up having to get into a couple of scuffles. And I just want to know, how good are you with um, having to deal with your mom if you have to? Well, it looks like I'm going to have to. So we will just be straight up with it. I just slap my phone on the desk. She didn't give me a choice the first time when she disappeared. So you can maybe call it a coming of age moment. Essentially, we'll see. But I've got my hand on uh, my gun on my hip, just thinking about it right now. Okay, making sure. I mean, because if, you know, if you want one of us to have to take care of it, uh, say the word. But if it's like an old yeller thing, you know, and you you feel you got to take care of it yourself, let us know. I kind of swivel my chair around. So I'm like, I'm actually probably looking you in the eye for the first time in a minute. I say, I appreciate that. And I'll remember that you offered to help. Thanks. And I swivel right back around because I'm really fucking embarrassed. 
Wes, I did want to remind you, you do have a black market contact too, just in case, because you mentioned a, a PI, but you do have a... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably start with the black market contact. See see if, if there's maybe a black market PI I can go to. Because I also know that you know using a PI against vampires that's human might not work well because they're so easily sensed, you know? So maybe trying to find a supernatural... A uh, vampire investigator, some guy might be a better way to go. <laughs> but who knows? Right. Who knows? I don't. Because <laughs> you all keep me on my fucking toes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be normal vampires, I swear. All right. So what would you all like to do now that you've gotten what information you've gotten? Was the sender of the Hellfire Club email, is that Dahlia or was that someone else? It was Dahlia. Okay, okay, cool. And fold that all into her. Yeah, mo- most of the inbox is, is Dahlia. There's some with, like, things about permit requests and, and whatnot, but that's the only one that's got the little red exclamation mark next to it. Got it. Simon, you have someone who is rather good at uh, maybe off-market information, right? Yes. Yes, I do. You said yas, and I just it spelled out Y A S S immediately in my head. So, <laughs> yas, Simon yes, I do. Yas, yas queen. Yas queen. Oh, yeah. Would you be willing to investigate this character Dahlia for us? I know that my networks are currently under attack. Yes, I can. I can do that for you, Dahlia. Do we have any other information on them? Just the name, I believe, from. Okay. Uh, right. Or could we do a roll about? I will go ahead and tell you that it's not a name that you're going to know. You're going to have to get outside help to dig this up. Okay. Yeah, I can I can look into that for us. Uh, what time is it? Is it pretty late at this point? Or Probably. I think you can squeak out a couple more tasks at this point because you had to deal with the body and then you had the break into the office. So uh, there's still some time to eke out, but not like a ton. It's not early in the night by any means. All right. Unless you want to save stuff, you know, until the next day and you all. No, I think that the sooner I can make my contacts, the better. So my last move and you can work your way back around to me uh, would be to leave the club and go check in with the black market contact and see who I can talk to about possibly being an investigator and about Dahlia. Okay. Does anybody have anything else they want to do or else I'm going to go over and and do that and make that sort of the button on this particular night. Okay. I'm good for now. All right. All right, Simon, let's do the thing. So are you reaching out to Arthur? I am. Okay. Hello, Arthur. Had a couple of questions for you. I'm trying to find out about a possible vampire named Dahlia. Has that ring a bell to you at all? Not immediately. Do you have a last name? Dahlia Rosier is who we are looking for. And I was wondering if you could help us. I don't... And there's kind of a long pause. And he goes, what's it worth to you? Oh, that's intriguing. It must be worth a lot to you if you're asking me that question. I have no idea. It was asked uh, as a favor to find out more about this person. So I tell you what, why don't you you tell me what it's worth to you to give the information and then I can tell you whether or not I can do that. Let's just say giving you information could cause 
some trouble for another client of mine, which would put me in a sticky position, as you can well understand, about uh, conflicts of interest. I understand. We're in a sticky situation already. <laughs> what would it cost? And it's another really long pause, and you can tell that, you know, the gears are turning in his head trying to figure out what would make up for this. Um, let's just say you would owe me a big favor and you don't get to ask in advance what it is. And when I tell you to go, you go. And it may or may not involve getting your hands dirty. Deal. Dahlia Rosier is Niven Romero's former lover. Scandalous. And is... As I understand it, or at least have pieced together with the information that you've given me and I've received elsewhere, the head of the Sokar company. Oh, okay. Which, as you may or may not know, is based out of the city. Very interesting. Okay. Well, that definitely helps. Uh, I would take it that since they're ex-lovers, they're not on the greatest terms. I would think that's a fair assessment. Okay. That's very helpful. Uh, so my second question... Yes, it's a two-parter, unfortunately. I need a private eye, someone who knows about vampires. It would be nice if they were a vampire, but if they're a human that has experience tracking vampires and all that stuff, I just want a, a layer between me and, and what I'm looking into with all of this. You understand. Is there someone you can recommend? I can but you're not going to like it. Okay. Who? How do you feel about former Inquisition members? You're right. I don't like it, but um, strange times make strange bedfellows, I guess. I'm willing to work with them as long as they're former Inquisitors. I'll text you the details. All right. Arthur, as usual, it has been wonderful. Let me know when that favor needs to be cashed. Don't worry, I will. I know you will. Have a good evening. Yep. And he just hangs up. Oh, okay. That's a lot. And he texts you. Okay. A name, just a first name, and a contact number for somebody named Susan. Susan. All right. And I think that's going to probably take us to the end of this particular evening. Yeah. Okay. And so the sun rises, you all go back to your hidey holes to sleep. And the next night occurs. I'm like, why was I thinking of a fancy word for that? <laughs> My brain was like, and the next night does a thing. The next mm -hmm. night dusks. <laughs> <laughs> the next night nights. And Trix, you wake up to find somebody sitting at the end of your bed. Oh no, I was trying to get ahead of this. No. I was just thinking about what I'm going to do with my roommate friends. Fuck. Okay. Your window is open, so it's obvious that that's how she got in. But your mother, Julia, is sitting at the end of your bed. Sort of pats your foot under the covers a little bit and is like, wakey, wakey. I guess all those things I said were the thoughts in my head. I definitely always have weapons near me. Probably no stakes, though. But, uh... Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna pull out a firearm, little Beretta baby. That probably is uh, very near my mattress on the bedside table. And she goes, shh, you don't want anything to happen to the others in your apartment, do you? I'd hate to see you go hungry. I'm here to talk. 
I'm not here to fight, though it seems that maybe that's what you want. But I caution you, this seems like a uh, inadvisable thing to do given the current circumstances. Can I hear or smell anything amiss in the other rooms? You can hear that your roommates are home and it's one of the rare times that they're both kind of around and making some noise. It sounds like there's like a video game being played, you know, just normal hustle bustle. Addressing my mom, uh, you more than anyone knows the effort that goes into hard work and tend to appreciate that hard work. Would you destroy my situation just to get a quick thrill? Or can you appreciate that even without you, I've been able to work hard and I've been able to hurt less people? Oh, my dear sweet child, this is not what any of this is about. I'm coming here as a favor to you. I'm giving her the most perplexed look that you you can see it now. Much like schoolyard games, there are sides in situations. And sometimes you pick the losing side but I'd like to put you on the winning side. Hellfire is doomed. Your position there is doomed, and if you stay there, nothing but bad things will come to you. But I could offer you a job and a position on the winning side. I don't want anything to happen to you, baby girl. Despite what you think, I do love you in a way. I literally probably have curled into myself like that uh, with, with her saying that, like just totally cold shivers down my spine. And she actually reaches out to like stroke your hair, which is something that she did when you were small. I'm definitely very, not a flinch or, you know, but just move, like almost dodge it very swiftly. Like I knew that was probably gonna come at some point. It doesn't need to be this way between us. Why are you so certain that I'm going to lose? Because I'm going to win. So this is all Are you saying you're behind all this, or is there more to it? I'm willing to give you all the answers you seek, but all I need is your agreement that you will come and work with me. Leave Hellfire behind. They're doing you no services, and I don't think they are long for this world as a business or anything else. Just look at her and I just say, San Diego. What about San Diego? Can I see if I can bullshit detect that? Uh, It doesn't seem like she's lying. She's just like, why would you bring that up in the middle of a conversation? That is definitely also super flippin' confusing. Uh, (laughs) uh, Like always, she is confusing the fuck out of me and I just want this to end. So I am going to say, I'm just, I'm getting up, and I, I put the, I've been holding onto the gun this whole time. I put it on the floor, because fine, right, I can't shoot someone in an apartment building. Uh, we are not, you know, upper Manhattan or something, uh, in a penthouse, so. Uh, <laughs> but I do have an, I'm just, I'm just going to pick up, uh, you know, another weapon. I just, I want to say machete, but that feels so silly, but I think it's going to be a machete. Uh, I'm not gonna throw it at her or anything. I'm just, I'm just gonna hold it across my lap and it's like, get the fuck out. You make me sad, child, but I understand if you want to waste this gift that I've given you, but I'll see myself out. Don't say I didn't warn you. You've done a lot. For you, sweetheart. You'll see it someday if you survive. I'm just stone face. And she gets up and just whooshes her way out the window, just you know, superhero jumps down. 
Right. And strolls away into the night. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at her go, probably until I can't see her anymore. Uh, I'm going to check on Ben and Tamara. Which is also a good time for everybody to do a rouse check so that you can see if you has a hungry when you're dealing with them. Oh, God, Lordy. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. As usual, it seems, for these evenings, my die rolled a six. Squeaking by. Just squeaking by every time. (laughs) I did get a five. Oh, so you you can add on your hunger track. Yeah. Yeah, I got a three. Ooh. Because you can all choose to do what you want about it. Just keep in mind... It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. Well, they smell normal, right? I'm looking at them. Yeah, they smell normal. They're acting fine. You walk out and they're just like, you know, uh, you know good morning, sunshine. Uh, yeah, I'm just probably a little robotic, but um, I greet them kind of norm- normally. See that they're, they seem healthy and unaffected. Yeah, Tamara's uh, actually in the kitchen. She turns to you and she smiles. She's like... I'm making Brenner. You want some? Sure. Um, yeah. And usually what I do with that is just, uh, well, flush it. I'd probably do something more responsible. Maybe there's secret compost in my room or something. That's not, doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> secret compost would not remain secret for me. No, long, it's I not. I, I, I'm trying to think of a good idea. Uh, You're I, an environmentally sound vampire. I compost. In yeah, my you know. bedroom. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Well, a smaller, a small portion. Uh, I'd take a small portion. And uh, if we have a patio, if I'm allowed, then yeah, there's a compost bucket out there. That I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, you could scrape it off and maybe like, you know, alley cat or something eats it or, or <laughs> oh, something, yeah. something out there will eat it. But right. Responsibly disposed of. Yeah. But just seems really thrilled and uh you know, makes you some, some Brenner and continuing as normal for them. Okay. All right. I'm definitely take a long look at tomorrow. Like when she's not looking at me, there's like this moment of realizing, like, I actually care about these people, not like Julia, not like whoever the hell was before that. But I, I, I do this because I like these people and also it's a way for me to protect them. And now I'm actually scared that um, that's about to truly blow up in my face. That's my last morning night thought. (laughs) (laughs) What is everybody else up to? Is uh, anybody going to do anything before, I'm assuming, meeting up at the club? I would like to get in touch with Maud. Okay. And, And just, you know, we obviously need to work out contract details, blah, 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 but also, you know, Set that stage with whatever work talk, but but actually ask her about Nimmin. Yeah, well, well, let's do that then. All right, so you just call her up? Yes, I mean, I know the, the club will need to make accommodations for you, and I wanted to talk to you in person and assure you that those would be met. Of course. Um, I understand, darling. Like, I'm very happy to, you know, play at your club, and uh, I assure you I don't need that many accommodations. I mean, you uh, just have a wonderful reputation that needs to be upheld, and you need to be treated as your status dictates, just as all of us are. So, in person, you said? Just, I prefer, I mean, phones. They're so blasé. Agreed. Uh, Tonight? Wonderful. I will see you shortly. Thank you so much. 
God, I'm like, Maud, she's from like the first episode. So I'm like, God, what did she sound like? <laughs> I made somebody British and I can't remember who. And I can't, I feel like it was Maud, but mm, who knows now? Somebody British. <laughs> Story of the entirety of American cinema. Someone was British. Basically. <laughs> I would like to call this Susan person before I head to the club from the former Inquisition. You've reached Susan. Hi, Susan. My name's Simon. I was given your number by Arthur and uh, was hoping we could talk about a possible job for you. You told me you were an investigator that might be able to help me. What's the job? I need to look into a vampire club and get as much information as I possibly can. Is there a possibility that we could maybe meet up tonight and have a conversation? I believe so. Uh, somewhere public. Uh, of course. <laughs> I totally get that. Where would you like to meet? Uh, are you familiar with Frankie's room, the bar downtown? I am. One hour. I will be there. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And she hangs up. And Blanca, have you got anything that you would like to take care of? And also, I did want to update you. Your neighborhood spy buzz is buzzing at this point. You wake up and when you check your phone, it is. There is a lot happening on there and a lot of discussion about the Crypt Club. Oh, good. <laughs> activate Karens. Yeah, activate those Karens and... <laughs> Weaponized Karens. <laughs> Weaponized exactly. Karens. I feel like that's a band name. <laughs> yeah, the wheels of bureaucracy are gonna gonna grind to a halt for them. So, uh, yeah, I'm very pleased with that. Uh, I'd like to get to the club, and um, there's no meeting, so there's no readily available blood. So I'm probably going to have to uh, sneaky sneak to get to our supply. Let's do a sneaky sneak about it then. I would like a dex and stealth. Difficulty sixes, but I need two successes because they have tightened up security a little bit with everything that Trix has been up to. And also everybody is on edge, it seems, especially because of the general temperament of upper management, shall we say? And you said I need two successes? Yes, please. I have a six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you stealth the fuck out of that and you're able to, to get into the Thin Blood supply, no problem. And the Thin Blood, of course, gives you a little extra buzz because Thin Blood. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's spicy. Spicy. Yes, very spicy. <laughs> Malice, you get to the club to meet up with Maud? Mm-hmm. She does the very over-the-top, you know, mwah, mwah, kind of, you know, cheek kisses, air kisses, and she's dressed to the nines. I mean, she never looks anything less than impeccable. And she's wearing this kind of frilly uh, coat that's got, like, almost like boa feathers on it. So she does have very much this old vaudevillian sort of aesthetic to her still. <laughs> <laughs> I look, it's like... If Maud is like old vaudeville, Malice has gone the other direction into like cutting edge avant-garde performance art, but like Ariel Cirque du Soleil looks. Yeah. And it's very much a statement that she is both a power in her own right, but also not in competition with Maud. Fair. There's room in this spotlight for both of us, darling, <laughs> kind of feelings. <laughs> so yes, 
Once we get the general business kind of thing out of the way, Maud, we spoke before about um, an old acquaintance of yours. Oh, I speak to so many people about so many things, darling. You're going to have to be a bit more specific. Well, I didn't want to bring up bad memories, but Niven? Oh, yes, we did talk about Nivy a bit, didn't we? Just a hair. But, you know, his name has been coming up more and more recently. Yes, I know. I uh, may have recently had a chat with him. Oh, uh, did you reconcile? Oh, there was never anything to really reconcile, darling. It's just he's doing his thing, I'm doing my thing. Mm-hmm. He understands that I've made uh, contact with this club, and frankly, I don't go back on a deal. It's so rare to find people of your integrity nowadays. I know. And, I mean, I can't help but feel that I know that we all have a reputation for holding grudges, but it is something to be said about always going after your exes. Right. I'm sure I don't know what you mean, darling. Well, of course I'm not a gossip. Of course, neither am I. But since, you know, he has approached you and we've had our own conversation, and I just want you to to be prepared, arm ourselves with knowledge, as it were, that Niven seems to have quite the grudge against his ex-lovers, and this entire enterprise is some ill-fated attempt to get back at a woman who broke his heart. Oh, Nivy is petty, but that seems beyond the pale to me. I know. I just expect a higher class of motivation. Maybe I'm just expecting too much from people. Oh, I feel that way constantly, darling. But just so that you know, of course, if you hear anything, you'll return the favor I would hope. I just want to make sure that all of my people are taken care of. Hey, that's understandable and commendable. Well, thank you so much, darling. I won't hold you up to any longer. That's appreciated. I will see you on opening night then? Always. She's gonna swan out. <laughs> and that brings us over to Simon, who is going to go to Frankie's room to meet up with Susan. So Simon, when you show up at Frankie's room, you kind of have to cast around looking, and it's its not really a dive bar, but it looks like it's very much a place where the clientele have been coming for a very long time. Right. You know, everybody seems to kind of know everybody else. But there's a woman sitting in the corner, not unlike the female version of, like, an Aragorn, where she's got, like, a hood pulled up and um, kind of sitting back in a corner away from everybody. And... When you walk in, she sort of raises a hand at you to call you over. All right. I walk over and I sit down. Simon, I assume? Yes. Thank you for meeting with me. Mm. Don't thank me yet. <laughs> so I was told you were once part of the Inquisition. What made you leave? It's always politics. Everything is politics. And I figured my skills could be more useful potentially elsewhere, and, uh, frankly, more lucrative. Do you still hate vampires? You know, I don't feel I have to answer that question. Of course not. Okay, so we have a club that's opening soon. It's called Hellfire. Down the street, another club has appeared called Crypt. I know, vampire naming is gauche at best. At best. <laughs> she, yes, I, I know. But that aside, there's a lot of... Th 
you know, vampire machinations going on, and I kind of want to know where everybody is on the chessboard. So I need somebody with experience in tracking vampires who's not going to stick out like a sore thumb and get themselves caught. I was told you might be that person. I could potentially be, but we need to discuss what the offer is on the table and exactly what information you're hoping that I can wheedle out of this situation. Well, I know the names of several of the players and I have some information about maybe some possible weak points, but I'm really looking for more weaknesses that I can use if I need to. Also, is it possible that if it comes to the nuclear solution, uh, could we anonymously get the Inquisition involved if we needed to? You realize the nuclear option is bad for both sides of this equation. I do. That's why it's a nuclear option. It wouldn't be a hard pin to pull. Good. They are fanatical. Yes, I'm well aware. I, I'd rather have my finger on that button than my competitors, let's just put it that way, if I need to use it. Not that I want to, but knowing it's there is, is comforting. You, you understand. How much or what favor can I do for you to pay for your services? Ah, uh, always the question. Yes. You just want reconnaissance work, is that correct? You don't want me to make contact with anyone? No, not yet. And I understand that if that becomes part of it, then that's another conversation for different money, obviously. My services don't come cheap, I'll warn you. I wouldn't expect they would be. Especially because after I do a job of this scale, it usually means I have to leave town for a while just for the sake of my own neck, as it were. Uh, you're looking at maybe 10 large? I can do that. Then I can begin work as early as this evening. All right. And what I want to do is give her all the information of all the players that I know about Niven, about Niven's ex-lover, about where the club is, the fact that the security person seems to be connected to our security person. I want to know all about that. I tell her about the fact that it seems that two of our people have already made contact. I think I would tell them about Malice and that though she's, a, she's supposedly on our side, she may be an issue, so we need to keep an eye on her as well. And so that's, I give her all the information that I can and a contact number that's just directly to me that has nothing to do with the club, like a burner phone or something. Sure. You're very trusting. I have found in this line of work, you have to make a decision. If you don't trust anyone ever, you get nowhere. And at this point, I have nothing really for anyone to take. So I can be more trusted now than say, when I get to my desired vocation. At that point, I can become paranoid, but now I need people to get things done. We have a deal. And she extends a hand. I shake your hand. It gives you a chill up your spine as you shake your hand because she is a true believer. Yeah, I figured. And I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Cool. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in for episode seven of Unquiet Blood Hellfire. I have been and will continue to be your GM, Mac Beauvais. 
You can find me online as at strange like that, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook's website, TikTok, carrier pigeon, whatever. Um, let's see where we can find everybody else. Let's start with Michelle. Hey, I'm Michelle and you can find me on Twitter and nowhere else uh, at Michelle. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. Uh, you can find my music and Wes's amazing sound effects if you subscribe to the Plate Mail Games catalog through Battle Bards. Hi, I'm Pooja and you can find me on Twitter at LADaisyGirl. That's L-A-D-E-S-I girl. And pretty much all the other socials is Forgotten Saves. If you want to hear me play more TTRPGs, you can find me on Happy. Happy Jacks RPG, both streaming and on their back catalog. Hello, I'm Saint or Saint Spider, and you can find me also only on Twitter. That is Saint Spider TV, S A I N T S P I D E R T V. Thank you. Hi, I'm Wes Otis. You can find me on Twitter at Plate Meal Games. You can find the show on Twitter and on Instagram. It's 12 Sided Stories, the number 12 and then Sided Stories, or on our website, which is www.12sidestories.com, all one word. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us also on Discord. You can find us on Twitch, uh, either usually Mondays or Tuesdays. Check out our Twitter feed to find the latest on that. We do a different set of games over there. Uh, If you want to help out the show, please uh, go over to Coffee and uh, sign up as a subscriber there. Uh, You know, give us a shout out or a review on your favorite platform. Those things always help as well. And that's it. Next week, we will be back with another episode of Unquiet Blood. Till then, uh, keep your turtlenecks on. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. Oh, my God, Wes. That was was art. (laughs) Thank you.